0: Hey everyone, this is Lloyd on Hawaii, also known as LA Smooth and the Great Lofa. And right now I'm here on this podcast introducing Kings of the Ring. So stay tuned because you're going to hear a lot more.
1: You are listening to the Kings of the Ring Podcast Network. Welcome to the Kings of the Ring, a fictional wrestling saga inspired by the real-life stories of the 1980s pro-wrestling era, written and produced like an ensemble cast cable drama or soap opera. Kings of the Ring is primarily a listener-supported show, and I want to shout out to the top guys of Patreon. Dom Rose, Ronnie Miller, Stuart Flaherty, Sam Hollingsworth, Duncan Clark, John Johnston IV, Biz Nasty, Tusi Mailo. Jeremiah DeBolt, John Snyder, Mark Cyrus, Justin Taylor, Matthew Rogers, Michael Sluck, Jerry Guzman, Randy Lear, Russ Linderman, Yosemite Smith, and Deshawn Brown. The name you're going to hear in this episode. If you are a top guy or top girl for Kings of the Ring, you will use your name for a character in the Kings of the Ring audio drama and the novels. Kings of the Ring is intended for mature audiences. Today's episode would be rated M.A. for profanity and sexual dialogue. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Kings of the Ring. The crowd is red hot at the Von Braun Civic Center in Huntsville, Alabama, as Gabriel Angel and Apollo Sampson team up against the Southern Rebels, Cooter Wayne and Denny Wayne. The action is spilled outside the ring as Gabriel brawls with his old foe Danny Wayne. Rookie sensation Apollo Samson finds himself paired up with the massive Cooter. Apollo throws his best haymakers and Cooter registers the punches. Then Cooter strikes back. His meaty ham hocks pound on his forehead, sending him reeling back. As Apollo steps back around the corner of the ring to get a breather, Venus stumbles over a steel chair where the ring announcer is. He quickly turns around and sees Pooter holding that chair high up in the air, seemingly forever, until it comes down, smashing him right in the face. And that is the last thing he remembers. Kings of the Ring, Episode 32, Invitations. At the Carolinas Medical Center in Charlotte, Diamond Donnie Gold rests in bed, like every day, But unlike most days, he's laughing, thanks to a visit from his friend, Miss Kitty. (laughs) Then he's gonna take you pussy like a wolf. (laughs) What's with these St. Louis guys?
2: Oh, I know.
1: They calm down and Kitty asks the real questions.
2: Donnie, how are you doing with all this?
1: I don't know, Kitty. I'm getting bored. Could really use a drink or a hand jab.
2: Donnie, you are the worst. Besides, I figured you would have charmed one of these nurses to take care of you by now.
1: But there's the thing, and I can't even believe I'm telling you this, but I had a sponge bath the other day from the hottest looking babe in the hospital. I think the doctors were trying to chew me up or something. But this redhead nurse was really put together. Tits out to here and legs a mile long. Mrs. Kitty finds herself not wanting to hear about this nurse and she's got her blouse open And she soaped me up. And you know what happened? Nothing. Not a thing. And I wasn't even interested. That's just not normal for me. I don't even know who I am anymore. And walking? I mean, this pain in the back is is going away, but this rehab shit ain't working. I ain't gonna be walking out of here or, or walking anywhere for that matter.
2: No wonder. You're all alone down in the dumps. You should come out to the Coliseum Saturday night.
1: What? There's a show Saturday? No way.
2: Donnie, everybody misses you. And once you get in that arena, hear the fans, it'll light a fire under your ass. I know it.
1: I don't know. Uh, it would be nice to see the fellas.
2: Come out, Donnie. Show your face. Let them know you're alive.
1: Uh, I'll think about it.
2: I want to see you Saturday night, OK?
1: Donnie looks up into her eyes. May both smile without saying a word. In the Baltimore Arena, the wrestlers of EWF file into the locker room, ready for another huge house. Hercules is set up next to Tommy Aloha, as usual, and is about to open his oversized duffel bag with his Mobutu gimmick when he looks up, and his face breaks out into a huge, toothy smile. Holy shit! Deshaun Brown? Deshaun Brown, a man's man in his late 30s, put together like a brick shithouse. Doughy, but strong and big. His black, jerry-curled hair brushed up and messy with the activator drying up. He's in a cut-off gray sweatshirt, red sweatpants with big white socks and red stripes pulled all the way up. Hercules Harris gets up, holding his hand out, palm facing up. Deshaun slaps down on his hand. Do him blood. Everything is everything, Hercules. Tommy Aloha is next to them, lacing his boots. Oh, Tisto one train you. I was a second guy training him. That old Brick Sawyer took all his money, but didn't teach him shit. <laughs> oh shit, that's true, Tommy. I was and goose shit and killing guys in that ring. Brick never told me it was a work. He just took my money, beat the shit out of me a couple times in his garage, and got me booked down in some outlaw shows in Alabama, Mississippi. Deshaun here worked with me after the shows, cause uh, Booker didn't want two black guys working each other if we didn't have an angle. Herc didn't have any kind of money, so he worked it off as my own personal boy. Carry my bags, get me food, that kind of shit. Well, that was a long time ago. And he was a shits. Hope you still ain't green, Hercules. No way, brother. Herc best working big man in the business. Me and Herc sold out Greensboro, three straight shows, work Southern Rebel. Yeah, then he and Kuda probably had to carry you like I did. Yeah, come on, man, uh, it ain't like that anymore. Uh, so what are you doing here? After Crusher Dunlop's heartland, I gave Hendo a call and they brought me in to work a few dates. I think they're trying to give me Leroy's spot. or Maybe they brought me in to take your spot, right, Hercules. <laughs> come on now, man, it ain't like the whole days, huh? I ain't carrying your bags anymore. Oh, come on, Hercules. Don't be so sensitive. Is that how you are now? You one of them sensitive guys that girls like these days? No, no, it's not like that. Look like Tommy here got a belt. What about you, kid? Are you working tonight? Uh, yeah, uh, Corporal Punishment. Uh, Remember him? Yeah, I think. He's still doing that gimmick with uh, America and all that bullshit? Mm Mm-hmm. You do the bench press angle here yet? You still doing the strong man gimmick? Uh, no, uh, not exactly. Tommy, let me tell you a story. Jesse James broke this angle with Hercules when we were down in Tampa. It was Hercules and this David Bareback. This big fat white boy, even fatter than Hercules. Hercules tries to keep on a smile out of respect for his original mentor. And they built it up to a bench press contest. But we set up the bench and the weights out on the floor of the sportatorium before the matches started. So the marks could go on up and touch it and feel firsthand how heavy this iron was. And when Hercules went out to do his bench press, the fans knew it was real. I can't even remember. Did you even get that up? Or did they switch out the plates with gimmicks? Or was it like 200 pounds? <laughs> Hercules keeps a smile on. Uh, no, I pulled the rib on bareback and started with 400. Cause I know he never hit that before. But I can do that easy peasy. Yeah, sure you did. So, did you do the bench press angle here? Or don't you like money? Uh, it's not really a Julian Kane style, Deshaun. Uh, what you been doing here? You just doing jobs? Uh, no, I, I'm doing something else. Uh, a new gimmick. Uh, I'm like a, a warrior. What the hell does that mean? Ain't you see me on TV? Boy, I don't watch no TV. I'm too busy fucking rats. What's wrong with you? Well, uh, it was good catching up with you, Deshaun. I, I should get my gimmick on. How long it take you to put on boots and tights? Uh, It's a, it's a little more than that. Sean Brown in his yellow faded trunks and boots sweaty and winded from his match exit the Amina floor through the curtain when he sees Corporal Punishment jogging in place ready to go out in the hallway and then he sees Hercules Harris in his full Mabutu Zulu outfit feathers, spears, bones Oh my lord Kuta Kinti! <laughs> that to you all motherfucking Kuta Kinte Goddamn Harris. Ain't a goddamn thing changed with you after all these years. Steal the shit. <laughs> 330-pound giant Hercules Harris feels two feet tall. At Stark's Gym in Bossier City, Louisiana, many of the ASW wrestlers are here working out since it's owned by a retired All-South wrestler. The place reeks of sweat socks, feet, and body odor, which works out just fine because you won't find women in a place like this. Just a lot of big, muscular, and hairy, stinky men, with the exception of two. The dumpy Chris Stanley and the older, dad-bodied All-South TV director, Mandy Largelyre, better known as Pops. They're gathered around Apollo Samson in his tank top and sweatshorts, about to bench press. Pops is holding one of the TV cameras pointing it at Apollo. We trying to make Pump and I or something? Uh, No man, uh, we're gonna make a music video like MTV. Huh, I I don't sing Chris or or even play an instrument. Uh, Don't worry Ian, we're gonna play the Loverboy song working for the weekend while showing footage from your matches and shots here from the gym. Don't think I ever sing that before in wrestling. I like that Chris. Let's start, set up a shot of Apollo in the bench press. Pops stands at Apollo's feet and points the camera down towards his chest. Chris leans into Pops. Peyton's bringing in babes, too, from a strip club he knows. You guys done yet or what? I need a bench. The gigantic brute Cooter Wayne stands right over Apollo Samson. Apollo immediately jumps out of the bench. Uh, Sure thing, brother. Cooter stops and stands toe-to-toe with Apollo, trying to figure him out. Apollo remembers how hard he was hit in the face by that chair. Hey, listen, Cooter. Um... I don't know what I did or didn't do in that match. Uh, I'm still green, you know, uh, but if we got any kind of heat, up, uh, I'm sorry." Chris watches intently, worried about his friend Ian. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I keep running away every time I walk in the room. Well, yeah. We ain't got here, boy. But next time you see me with a chair, give me your back. Or, you know, put your hands up at least. Well that pretty face of yours ain't gonna last. Apollo, relieved, as is Chris. Oh, yeah, thanks, brother. Hey, Chris, I promise you babes, and i bring you babes. Peyton Thomas, in his all-South wrestling satin jacket, walks in the gym with three girls wearing leotards and rainbow-colored leg warmers. I present to you the finest strippers in Bossier City. Chastity, Cinnamon, with an S, and Buffet. Oh, wow, and they're in aerobics leotards, too. Just perfect, Peyton. Oh. How you doing, girls? At? I'm Apollo. Let's set up next to those dumbbells. Apollo grabs a pair of 50-pound barbells while Pop stands back and sets the shot. Girls just sorta of stand near him and admire him uh, and look at the camera. Apollo lifts the barbells one at a time like nothing. Y'all could use a little more blue eye shadow if you wanna look hot. but well, this'll do. Wait a second, I know what's wrong. We need more oil. A lot more. Chris goes into Apollo's duffel bag and pulls out a bottle of Johnson & Johnson baby oil points it at Apollo's chest and squirts. on, oh, girls, rub that shit all over. He's dry as a sandbox and needs your loving touch. Getting this, Pops? Way heady he The Three girls rub the baby oil across his chest and arms. Oh yeah, good shit. But Ian, act like you're enjoying this. I'm trying to hold back. I don't want to get a boner on camera. Uh, yeah, uh, not that kind of video but we'll think of a baseball or something. Between his blonde hair, blue eyes, the body, and the oil, he's gonna look like one of them teen idols. The girls are gonna be waving the training bras at him from Tuscaloosa to El Paso. While most of the other wrestlers are focused on the workout, others can't help but be distracted. Look at that pansy.
0: Come on, Rick, throw another plate on
1: as Tiger Warren is about to deadlift. Brick Sawyer glares at Apollo Sampson with the girls. Pretty boy Willie Dean walks by. Boy Wonder if making a music video with Mr. Muscles there for TV. They need to do that with me if they really want to draw some money. Shoot me in a hot tub or something. Some chick blowing me while the tiger walks around chewing on a steak. It's perfect for Apollo to draw them girls like the rock and rollers are doing over in Atlanta. And I seen him on the road with the rats. Reckon he's getting more hair pod than you can shake a stick at. And he's lovely. Tiger is pissed and slams a plate down. Yeah, we'll see about that. Hercules stomps down the Baltimore Arena hallways covered in sweat, furious, until he finds corporal punishment, his flat-top brown hair still perfectly boxed. Hey, brother, thanks. Wait, wait. Hercules slams Corporal against the wall. Jerry's completely confused. What's going on, Perf? What happened? Why were those people all chanting "You yelling, Go back to Africa. It was a whole fucking match. Uh, I don't know. It's probably just my promo. I said I was sending you back to Africa. Hercules holds his fist right in Jerry's face. Tommy Aloha and Mr. Yoshi, waiting for their match, run over to Let separate them. Brother, take it easy. I don't want to hear that shit, Jerry. Let him go. That's crossing the line with me. I heard that shit from bullies when I was a kid every day at school. I'm sorry, brother. I had no idea. I swear. Let him go. It's just something I say whenever I'm working a foreigner. Herc gets mad again and clenches his fist. I mean the gimmick. I know you're American, Herc. I swear, it's just a promo. I say I'm sending Von Heimer back to Germany, uh, Yoshi back to Japan, it's just a gimmick. Kirk lets him down and turns to walk away, holding up his finger. Well that shit need to end right now. No more Jerry, say something else. It might be too late. Kirk turns back to him. What do you mean? I cut that promo for all the markets. We got a dozen more towns that heard that promo of me, sending it back to Africa. I'm so sorry. Hercules walks off as Deshaun Brown shouts from down the hallway. Hey, Kuta kite. Hercules, fuming, paces around like a lion. Dr. Bilson approaches with a kind hand on his shoulder. The Harris, you call me Hercules Harris. I apologize, Harris. You seem very tense. Would you like something to calm you down? you forget. Get the fuck away from me. I don't want no steroids or uppers, downers. I ain't ending up like Michael and them other zombies. Just stay the fuck away from me, doc. It's Saturday morning in St. Louis. Crusher Krawczyk sits down in the living room of his oldest son's house where he and his wife now live. With a king can of Budweiser and a plate of baked beans on a TV tray, he switches on KPLR Channel 11 for the start of Heartland Pro Wrestling. But instead of the usual graphics for Heartland, he sees images of the outlaw Jesse James, Diamond Daddy Gold, Jivetown Express, and others he doesn't even recognize. And then comes the large yellow logo of All-Star Wrestling, and it all looks like the syndicated show for Daniel Hawkins SCW, except instead of the usual SCW All-Star Wrestling, it says something different.
0: I needed to see it with my own eyes.
1: Rest in peace, Heartland. Chris Stanley and Peyton Thomas are at a Waffle House celebrating how the Apollo Sampson video turned out. Come on, kid. You've been in the South for a couple years now. Enough of this one plain waffle bullshit. You need Papa Joe's pork chops, some grits, biscuits, and gravy? Something. No way. Your gravy is grey. What color is it supposed to be? Come up to Philadelphia sometime and I'll show you how to eat Gino's cheese steak. The best. And you gotta have it with cheese whiz. You slide that horseshit in your mouth, but you won't even get some hash browns covered and top? You people put cheese on things that shouldn't have cheese on them. I'll stick with my plain burger for dinner and waffle and syrup for breakfast, thank you. Bert, Talk some sense into your nephew. Bert Ironside strides in and slams down into Chris's side of the booth, squishing his nephew. Shit, Bert, you look madder than a wampus cat in a rainstorm. Who put the bee in your bonnet? You seen what Hawkins did with Heartland? Chris and Peyton shake their heads. He not only killed Heartland officially by running their all star wrestling tape all across Missouri and Kansas. But they switched the name. They're calling it WWA All-Star wrestling. Wait, what? That's it? No SCW? No nothing? If they're claiming the entire alliance, what does that make us? Exactly. It's bad enough Julian Kane worked us on the Heartland auction. Now I gotta worry about this young bug Daniel Hawkins pulling shit. Coming at us from all sides, boss. What do we do? The alliance needs to have a powwow. An alliance meeting. Now? After this and the Heartland deal, it's gonna be a powder keg in that room. It's exactly why we have to. Our alliance ain't aligned right now. And we need to get it all out on the table, come together. Sure y'all can do that? Yep. We need to be reminded what this is all about. What it's always been about. The Alliance calling the shots, not Julian Kane. And the way we restore things to the way they ought to is with one big move he looks at chris and winks i'm gonna need janice to type something up peyton I'm sending you to wild bills kings of the ring will be back after these
0: messages if you just ask for a light beer give me a light you never know what you'll get
1: No. uh what what i wanted
0: Bud Light. So if you want the less spilling light beer with the first name and taste, ask for Bud Light. Because everything else is just a light. Fugie Film gives you color pictures so sharp, clear, and true to life, it's a real breakthrough. Get Fuji Film and get the true picture.
1: Now return to Kings of the Ring. In the back of the Omni in Atlanta, the outlaw Jesse James in his trunks and boots, but with an Oak Ridge Boys t-shirt and an STP baseball cap, walks into a side office adjacent to the locker room. Daniel Hawkins is sitting at the desk in a daze.
0: His frizzy receding hair, even more frizzy and receding. What's it new? I just talked to my sister. She wants me to pull the plug on SCW. What do you
1: mean by that? SCW name?
0: No, everything. All of Hawkins' promotions. Pull our family out of the wrestling business.
1: Uh, uh, Hold on a second. Are you telling tales out of school? She saw the
0: USA Today, where they gave credit for our show's The Empire, and started looking at her books. She knows what I forked out for Heartland. On top of the million for Atlanta, our cost for Wrestle America, Jimmy Buck... uh... No, she needs to
1: understand it's not that simple. We're building something special here.
0: It doesn't matter. She's looking and she's not liking. She lets me do what I want, but she said I'm draining the family fortune and I'm an embarrassment to the family.
1: Come on, daddy boy, get a hold of yourself. She's just your sister with your folks both gone. You're the man of the family,
0: and what you say goes. Are you kidding? You don't know my sister. She's the boss of every room she's in. She runs everything in her family, starting with the bank. And nobody says no to her. Does she want your balls snipped and serves you with a bowl of soup? I'm sorry, Jesse, but we're gonna need to start looking for buyers. Maybe this is a good time to just just settle out with Julian Kane. See what we can get, and maybe we can now just hold
1: your horses, Daniel, and stop spewing out such crazy talk. After all you built, we ain't selling to nobody. And we sure as hell ain't offering up the ranch to Julian Kane. Now let me talk to this sister of yours. I can tell she put a lifetime spell on you, so I ain't surprised you can't stand up to her. Daniel looks down. This ain't the first time I've had to settle down a mad bull. I just need to explain our plans and our vision. Jesse takes the sniffling Daniel by the shoulders and looks him in the eyes. Trust me, Danny boy. I'll do this. I know it. Now buck up. I don't want the boys seeing y'all frazzled like you lost your last maxi pad or
0: something. <laughs> Thanks, yes. I appreciate it. But one thing, this money thing is real. Until we talk to her, we need to cut down and probably drive some guys off the road.
1: I understand Danny Boy. Uh, Once you take the night off? You're gonna kill the locker room morale with them tears and snot all over your face. Tarzan Kid is with Marauder number two and Tony Carlucci, A.K.A. Chief Thunder, at the Travelodge Hotel bar in South Philadelphia. With the Eagles game done. They're watching the Buffalo Bills versus the San Diego Chargers in a tight one. Come on, you fucking Bills, do something! Marauder, his ugly face exposed without his mask, impatiently looks at the Tarzan Kid. Come on, brother, you gotta get the spectrum. You and me are working tonight, and I don't want to end up work with Michelangelo. He's probably wasted again and your match will be the shits. Yeah, fuck that. You won't even be on till after intermission. Hey, just shut up and get us another couple of beers. Buffalo's gonna pull this off. I know it. Since when the fuck do you care about the Buffalo Bills anyway? I thought you were a Jets guy. Marauder gives Carlucci a look. Oh, I see. How much you got on this, Tarzan? Yeah, enough to get square with the dragonies. He's Tarzan, you know, uh, not for nothing, but when's enough enough? We're only down 9-14, we We've plenty of time to pull this off. Scott Norwood's been hitting every field goal they set up for him, racking up point after point. What a stud. That guy's got Hall of Fame written all over him. He's gonna be immortalized in Buffalo. I just know it. But we need a touchdown now, and I got faith in my boy, Vince Ferragamo. Brother, Vince Ferragamo is the shits. Come on, he's a paisan. We gotta stick together. What's the spread? Five. Well, uh, you beat it, right? Maybe. I bet the money line, I think. What do you mean, you think? I changed my bet about ten times. I think I bet Buffalo to win, but I don't remember. But if they do win outright, it don't matter. Chief Thunder shakes his head. Come on, Vinny, you can do this. 39 seconds and 48 yards to the end zone. And Tree timeouts? Brother, he ain't Joe Montana. He's fucking Vince Ferragamo. Shut the fuck up with that. Where's your loyalty to our people? Chief Thunder backs off, putting his hands up, and takes another drink of his beer. He got him! Williams to the 42!
0: Now get out! Stop the clock! Now fuck, he didn't make it! Vinny, call a fucking timeout! You have Tree! He drew it out of bounds. Shit, what the hell, man?
1: 16 seconds left. Come on, let's do it! Come on! Ferragamo completes the pass to the 25-yard line. Yes! Fuck, He didn't get out! The clock's still running. Six. Fucking call timeout, you dumb fucking guinea! Four. Come on, call timeout! that's the game. Fucking Vince Ferragamo! You guinea dago
0: wop motherfucker! You fucked me! You fucked me! I'll kill your whole fucking family! Jesus, Tarzan. Be cool. The spread. I should've taken the fucking spread. Uh, maybe I did. Didn't, yeah, t- yeah, I, I took the spread.
1: Tarzan's eyes crazily go back and forth. Come on, brother, we gotta go. Or well, will kill us. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I'll catch up with you. I gotta get something from my room. In their swanky Manhattan apartment, young Cameron Kane is at the kitchen table doing homework, while his mom, Sarah Kane, has her feet up on the couch reading Hollywood Wives. Meanwhile, Julian is frustrated in the kitchen, trying to make a sandwich. What the hell is this? stampedes into the living room. Sarah, what is this?
2: Looks like an empty mustard jar.
1: This isn't mustard. It's Grey Poupon, and we're out of it. She goes back into her steamy Jackie Collins novel. I told you last week, we are running out of Grey Poupon. Why didn't you buy any more?
2: Because I forgot, so what?
1: Did you get the mail today? Yes. Did you get the invitation
2: what invitation from the
1: sam hollingsworth social society it'd be in a gold sealed envelope with a red ribbon you can't miss it ah,
2: so that's why you're so antsy why do you want to join that group anyway they sound like a bunch of
1: assholes the sam hollingsworth social society has been a manhattan institution for over 100 years the elite of the elites have all been members politicians, university presidents, and the most successful businessmen in New York City. I deserve to be in it. I should be running that place.
2: Your father was a respected businessman in New York. Was he a member?
1: No, and that's the entire point. Julian walks out into the living room, empty jar and knife still in his hand. He was never worthy. I am. He was a carny, a huckster. I am an entrepreneur, a visionary legitimizing the wrestling business, breaking down doors, doing things he could only dream of.
2: Isn't that enough?
1: No, I deserve to be at that table. I've earned my place with the elite and will bring prestige to the Kane name. Finally, the Hollingsworth Society is an executive class of the rich and powerful, and that is the key difference between us. I exude power, I demonstrate power. My father? My father was the opposite. It's 1975 and a flobby-haired Julian Kane walks in from a hot summer night in the heights of Jersey City. He wears a tie-dye shirt and bell-bottom jeans and he hears a familiar voice from the dining room talking to his father. this, is this baker. We're teaching you to be a wrestler, not a fighter. And he says, I ain't doing any of that fake shit. He said that right to your face. Jonathan Kane is flabbergasted. How despicable. So I bring in Abby and says, uh, Abby here is going to show you a couple moves. And then he takes him down, grabs his leg, and oh, dear. Don't tell me the prince did it. Yep. Charlie snaps the chicken bone. Oh, my. Must have been the last time you saw that poor
0: bastard. Not just him. This one kid, he looked like a skinny Viking. All tall and blonde and goofy. He took one look, started puking, and walked straight out of the barn. We'll never see that wimp again. (laughs) Any diamonds in the rough? One kid's a natural, a Jewish kid, Goldman.
1: He might have it. Jonathan turns and notices Julian in the doorway, staring at them. Julian, I didn't see you there. You remember my friend Charlie Gotch, of course, from AMW. Julian doesn't say anything, he just keeps staring. Your daddy tells me you started
0: Harvard Business School in the fall, Uh, very impressive. My boy Nelly just graduated from Minnesota on a wrestling scholarship, and we're gonna wait.
1: Julian turns around and leaves abruptly. Uh, I'm sorry, Charlie, Uh, that was very rude. Julian is in the kitchen while his mother does the dishes. What's he doing here?
2: An alliance meeting tomorrow at the Waldorf. He's just stopping by.
1: Really? Can you just stand here like everything's normal while that man sits in our dining room?
2: I told you before to stop with that talk, Julian. Your overactive imagination will be the death of you one day, I swear. Julian
1: shakes his head as he scratches his stubbly chin. I think I would know something if I was there.
2: Did anyone ever do anything to you? Even lay a finger on your spoiled little head?
1: No, just that meathead Spinelli.
2: Exactly. So count your blessings and drop it.
1: But he's supposed to be your husband's best friend.
2: They're business partners. Don't put a fly in the ointment. We owe everything to this alliance. It put a roof over our heads. Your father can afford to send you to this Harvard because of the alliance. Fine.
1: two talking about so intensely in the kitchen? Jonathan asks his wife and son. You're just talking about how- His mother gives him a stern look of warning. Uh, Sal Spinelli always gave me a hard time. I'm sorry about Sal, but every dog has its day. Remember that, son. They all smile and continue eating. So, anyone ever do that to you, dad? Do something to hurt you or your family, but you still needed something from them. What exactly do you do in that situation? Gloria slams the dishes down.
2: No more of this talk at the dinner table. Let's talk about something lighter. Uh, What's the latest on the Vietnam War?
1: What? That's lighter? It's okay, Gloria. What's come over you? I'd be happy to answer, Julian. It's actually a very fine question, and I don't think you're going to hear this at Harvard Business School. I do business all the time with unsavory folk, or people, or businesses I've heat with, or my friends do. But you still do business. A smart man does. And that's it. You just take it? No. You keep a smile on your face. Keep the relationship warm. But you bide your time. Plant enough seeds that even after you're out of the picture, it'll still happen. What's that exactly? That the threat will be neutralized. No matter how long it takes. (laughs) I guess... Charlie Gotch's house in Elkhorn, Wisconsin. Charlie walks along the shore of his private lake when Nellie approaches. Dad, package. Holding a cake sized box. I'm begging you, Pop. You're on a real shit streak with opening these packages. Nelly, since you failed to deliver me a grandson, the only thing. What? I, I have a son. Oh, right, I forgot about him. But that Rugrat is a menace to all that's good and holy. He scribbled over your O.J. Simpson-signed USC helmet and crayon. He was three years old. Give him a break. Uh Uh-uh. Charlie waves his hand at Nellie like the Drake meme. Enough. Let me rephrase this. Because your grandson is the way he is... Nellie shakes his head. Oh, brother. One of the few joys I have left in life is opening packages. Do you know why I enjoy opening packages? Because you never know what you're going to get. Charlie pouts as Nellie took away his favorite line to say. Pop, just let me open this. Your blood pressure is already through the roof. The doctor said you have high cholesterol too. Uh, Ma said we need to get you off of butter and onto margarine. Sit's jabberwocky that quick. I'm as healthy as a horse. Sure, a horse with heart disease. Go on. Open the goddamn package. See if I care. It's for your own good. We don't need you getting any more surprise jolts to the ticker. Nellie rips open the box. It's from Dallas. Uh, Must be Bert. Uh Oh. It's just... Nellie pulls a large white cowboy hat out of the box with a label that reads, Wild Bill's Western Store. What? And you denied me the joy of opening that surprise? Uh, I'm sorry, Dad. The last two boxes Never again, Nellie. Never again. Give me that thing. There's a note inside, uh, ooh, it's heavy paper, more like a invitation, and it is from Bert. Charlie snatches it out of Nelly's hands. Oh, well, I can't read this, uh, read it to me for Christ's sake. Nelly shakes his head again and takes it back and reads it. Dear gentlemen of the World Wrestling Alliance, it is time that we convened in the formal setting of an official WWA meeting once again. To air out our bad blood and wipe all slates clean. Daniel Hawkins sits in his formal dining room while his maid takes away his plate for what we must do next. A white cowboy hat in one hand, and
0: the invitation in the other. You all have white hats, because we are the baby faces in this war with Julian Kane, and at the end of the night, the babyface always has its hand raised in victory. Y'all invited to a proper Texas barbecue at the
1: Ironside Ranch in Dallas. Raylan Crenshaw and his Cadillac in the parking lot behind Mid-South Coliseum in Memphis his white cowboy hat already resting on his head as he reads, cigarette in the other hand. Well, we are all to wear formal cowboy attire with your white cowboy hats. And don't come alone. Bring captains, your bookers, whoever your number two is, cause we have business.
0: Poor Bert, what you got up your sleeve?
1: Namely, to formulate and plan something the Alliance should have done long ago. Bert Ironside, standing in the ASW offices as Janice types to squash out Julian Kane and exercise the full might of the World Wrestling Alliance with one show, the Super Bowl of Wrestling. This week's deleted scene was Crusher Krawcheck going to see Jesse James at the Omni looking for work. If you're listening to the Patreon Extended Edition, I hope you enjoyed that scene. If you didn't hear that scene, that means you're listening to the standard wide release version, and I invite you to become a patron, since every episode of Season 4 will not only be available to you two weeks before the rest of the world, but will have at least one deleted scene and the other scenes expanded, plus access to the entire back catalog of Extended Edition episodes from the entire series run. Please check out the link in the notes and we will see you soon for episode 34 from season four.